And when you look back and say, I can look back now over 30 years of God dealing with me, 40 years really, and how God has dealt with me in my life. And now I can see, I can see so clearly all the good that he was doing through it all. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening, the Bible says. It's painful. If you've been a Christian any time at all, you've experienced the Lord's loving discipline. Men in sexual sin desperately need the discipline of the Lord. In today's program, you'll listen in while three of our Pure Life staff discuss their insights into this often overlooked but clearly biblical truth. God lovingly disciplines His children for our own good. Later, you'll hear Pure Life founder and president Steve Gallagher share his heart in an impassioned plea to behold the great love the Father has bestowed on us. I'm your host, Jim Lewis. This is Purity for Life. Brad Fergus has joined us in the studio. Brad, thanks for stopping by again. Thanks for having me, Mike. Brad, today we want to take a valiant attempt at <laughs> talking about discipline, uh, something that uh, you learn to love here at Pure Life Ministries. <laughs> and uh, hopefully by the time we're done, folks will understand why we do love it and why we are appreciative of God's discipline. But let's start off with this, Brad. Of course, we're focusing here at Pure Life Ministries on men who are coming out of sexual sin. Why is discipline particularly an issue for those men? Well, it's an issue because men who come to us, uh, their lives are really out of control, out of whack. And the only thing that's going to, to help them begin to get on track is if they allow some discipline to come into their lives to correct their course and correct the direction that they're, they're going in. Mm-hmm. Discipline, of course, is not the easy way, and so many of the men that have come here, myself, I'm assuming you included, we tried a lot of easy ways before we came here. Right. Well, we tried a lot of easy ways because we want to be in control. Mm. We want to guide things. But when you come under God's mighty hand, he's the perfect disciplinarian. He has a bird's eye view of your life, your future, and what he wants out of your life. And so it's key for for us to assume our position Mm. and uh, come under and let our Father discipline us as he deems necessary. He deals with foundational issues, and we we tend to throw Band-Aids at our problems, and we want to take pot shots at, (laughs) well, if I quit doing that, then, you know, whatever. But the Lord really goes after foundational issues, and discipline is foundational to anybody, any Christian, with any besetting sin. That's a foundational issue that has to be dealt with in our lives in order to become productive, fruitful Christians, because discipline is it is so key right. to living the Christian life. And it's not a rigid, like, law-keeping kind of life when you're in the spirit that was intended in it. God mm-hmm. gave us discipline. He gives us discipline not to confine us, but to free us. We get it messed up in our minds, and we think it, that we're in prison, but and our tendency is to run from it. I mean, I mm-hmm. know you experience that with the men that you counsel. I mean, right. they, when you first begin to bring some discipline into their lives, um, they cringe. They run from it. Yeah, they do. They, they turn on you. 
<laughs> Hands off, leave me be. Vicious, sin- sinful animals. <laughs> Discipline's painful <laughs> yes, if you're not accustomed to it. Yeah. You know, but when you become accustomed to it, it's you, still painful. <laughs> it, yeah, but you learn to love it because you know yeah. it comes from a loving father. Right. That's right. That's right. right. And that's I think that's what's key too is when you come to a place where you see God loves me. Mm-hmm. Um, because over the years, I would dodge. You know when God's dealing with you and you can you see the shadow of his mighty hand coming <laughs> upon you and you just it's just painful but once you're in the trial or the discipline there's a sweetness that comes because you realize god you love me yeah and you are helping me to see things from your perspective yeah but it takes time to get to that place yeah, for sure does. well really it's it's true what we're saying and and you made the point Kathy that uh, of course we're here dealing with men in sexual sin but uh, for an individual to call themselves a Christian and to have not experienced God's discipline in their life, there's something wrong there. You can't be a Christian. If, I think it's in Hebrews, right? It says right. he chastens those whom he loves, mm-hmm. and he deals with us as sons if he's disciplining us. And if you're not disciplined, then you're a bastard. You're outside of the family of God. Are we and allowed to say that? <laughs> well, and then, God bless it. <laughs> and I, I, I want to say because God is such a loving father and he's such a, such a good shepherd— if you're not experiencing discipline, it's because you're doing something wrong. You're dodging God or you're setting mm-hmm. up ramparts in your life. You're like, Lord, hands off. You can have dibs at this area of my life, but not this area. Because God is a faithful father. And if yeah. you are a child, son, a daughter of God, he is going to discipline you. You're not going to be able to dodge it. Now, you know, I remember right before I came to Pure Life, uh, I was living a double life in ministry, but also in sin. And one of the questions I kept asking myself was, why is God letting me get away with this? <laughs> you know, of course, for me, it seemed like an eternity that I was getting away with it, but God answered that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't letting me get away with it. It eventually all came crumbling down, and I experienced the wonderful discipline of God. He was letting you earn a good yeah. Storing up something there, huh? That's right, and I needed it, too. I needed it. Well, let's look at some of the other words that we find in Scripture that are also synonymous with discipline. A chastisement, reproof. Warning, correction, instruction, uh, and training. I think of the verse training and righteousness. Now, all of these are related to what we're talking about today when we talk about discipline. Yeah, Mike, these words are throughout the Bible, especially in Proverbs, you see a lot of these words. Mm -hmm. Um, But these words are not very popular in our culture because you got to realize America was founded on rebellion. Yes, true. And then the 1960s ushered a new level of rebellion into our culture. And most people, even when they come to the Lord, are full of rebellion, and they don't want anyone telling them what to do or how to do it. And But um, you take Proverbs ten seventeen. it says, A person who heeds instruction, they're on the path of life. Hmm. And anyone in their rightful mind would want to choose life, but they have to heed instruction. Yeah. Then you look at a person who forsakes reproof, they go astray. And uh, if you think of a sheep in the sheepfold, that's where he belongs. That's the path of life. But if he goes astray out in the wilderness somewhere, Mm -hmm. he's probably going to get eaten by a mountain lion or bitten by a rattlesnake or something. Or wolves or something. (laughs) We've all all experienced that. Right. Listen to this one. Proverbs 12.1 says, He who loves discipline loves knowledge, Mm -hmm. but he who hates reproof is called stupid. Hmm. Well, that is so contrary to what, you know, I think of even the liberal colleges today, you know, who are all about knowledge, and yet they're teaching a life uh, void of discipline. Right, yeah. exactly. Proverbs fifteen thirty one said, he who listens to reproof 
will dwell with the wise. You can see anyone who is growing in the Lord and uh, becoming more like Christ, they're hanging out with wise people. They're in fellowship with people who are walking in the ways of the Lord, and they're open to reproof. They're open to God's dealings. But someone who, look at um, Proverbs fifteen thirty two, who neglects discipline or doesn't want to respond to reproof, they despise themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not <laughs> they're not taking good care of their spiritual man. They're they're neglecting their spiritual man because they don't want the discipline of the Lord in their lives. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds to me, Brad, like you're saying there's no way to lose if you accept God's discipline that you're gonna be on a winning path in life. Yeah, that's what scripture says, and I believe that's what God intended. If you yeah. listen to me, children, yeah, things are gonna go well with you. Yeah. But But how much the ones who don't love discipline, how much they suffer. Mm. You know, people that don't want God to rule and reign in a very real way suffer so much. You know, the way of the transgressor is hard. hard. And those around us as well. I'm not the only one I hurt. Right. You know, you hurt your family, you hurt your wife if you have one, your your husband, friends, colleagues. I mean, there's just a lot of damage Mm -hmm. that goes all around for those who ignore God's discipline. Right. That's true. You know, what comes to mind, what's so awesome about the Lord, he knows how to measure the discipline out. You need a little back-to-back spanking to keep Mm -hmm. you on the path, he'll Mm -hmm. do it. But if you need one (laughs) good whack to really get you on track. He'll do that too. That's what's so key about this is that even though we're, we're all by nature rebels, yeah, none of us love God's discipline. I believe <laughs> we grow to love it because we know the benefits that come out of it. But God is a faithful father. He even is so merciful to train us mm. to embrace his discipline in our lives. And that should be encouraging to all of us. Yeah. That God's working with us. Yeah. You know, God disciplines us in different ways, Brad, as you were saying, that he meets it out according to our need, but he also does it in different ways. Right. Sometimes God deals with us by seeming to ignore us. Puritans used to say you have to trust in a withdrawing God, a God who Mm -hmm. seems like he's not there, but you got to just trust he knows what he's doing. And so if he appears to withdraw... He's working something in you, you know. He's dealing with you. Those times are very painful. Those are very painful times, (laughs) and I have experienced more of those than I care to talk about. Sometimes it's easier just to have a direct rebuke. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Lord, spank me, please. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, I tell you, one of the things that, that I have learned here is not only will the Lord rebuke us directly, I mean, we look at the way he rebuked Peter, but he will also use others to rebuke us. And sometimes I think that's the hardest to take. When we know we're not where we need to be, boy, we sure don't want other people telling us that that's where we are. Right. And I remember going through the program and then becoming an intern and being here. I had to learn when I was being dealt with in some way by a leader or just in a service through a minister to really listen. God, are you talking to me? Mm-hmm. Are you trying to tell me something? If we learn to do that more, to trust God to speak to us through our leaders or through a speaker, and we're open to that, God can deal with us more often than not, through Mm -hmm. his vessels that he chooses. The Lord uses so many things to discipline us, and it's not always because we've done something wrong. God is always refining and perfecting. And I have found, you know, getting older and being a Christian for a long time, that God uses painful experiences that others go through, like the pain of a child, you know, and, and their rebellion can Mm. discipline you. The pain of losing somebody that has been so close to you for so long Mm. can become a discipline in your spirit. God's honing in on something, you know, and 
as you get older and you become more Christ-like, hopefully God isn't having to spank you, but he still mm-hmm. disciplines you and he uses all kinds of circumstances to do that, you know? So it's not always just because we're out in left field being rebels, but I would say probably mostly it's because <laughs> of that. But <laughs> you, know, you think of a parent, you think um, when kids want to do certain things and if a loving parent will have the foresight to, to say no mm-hmm. to that child because he or she knows if I say yes, this can lead them down the a certain path. Well, how much more the Lord when he tells us no by not opening a door to some way. We can be disciplined in that way, as you were saying, where God is teaching us, do what I say and trust me. Mm -hmm. I know better than you. You know, I think as we mature in our faith, really the most painful uh, moments of discipline is when the Lord just gives us a sense that we have disappointed him or let him Mm -hmm. down or fallen short of Mm -hmm. who he is, maybe is the best way to put it. And again, I think of Peter. When he said, no, Lord, I'm with you, I'll die for you, and then he denied the Lord three times, and the Lord didn't say anything to him. He just looked into his eyes, those loving eyes of Jesus. When we see those loving eyes and know that we have failed him, that's discipline uh, Mm -hmm. and can be very painful. And you bring up a good point that discipline in in an example like that also leads you to brokenness, where you're Mm -hmm. just broken over what you're like. It's like you see a little bit better from God's perspective where you are and where you are in your faith and your trust in him. Yeah, and we can run from that, or, or we can say, oh, this shouldn't be happening to me. I'm a Christian. I shouldn't be experiencing that. But <laughs> the only reason we're seeing that is because God is showing it to us. Right, it is mercy, mercy that we're seeing that. Yeah. It's the immature believer who really kicks against mm-hmm. the discipline of the Lord. You know, Peter was immature when he failed. All that was was an immature Christian yeah. voicing his greatness to God, right. you know, and he found out very quickly that that wasn't the case. But what an enormous mercy it was. Yes. And he went from being an immature Christian to really, he took a, a leap of, yes. of faith spiritually when he came back to Christ. And he did what Jesus told him to do. When you've been restored, go and restore your brothers, mm. you know, and he did that. He did the right thing, but we have to fail. You know, we, we all right. fail yeah. because right. we're, we all start off immature and Right. And the discipline that God brings into our life is to mature us. So it's a mm. good thing, you know. We we can't stay babies forever. Right, right, and right. Well, that kind of leads us where we where we want to wrap up today, uh, Brad. And, and that is to encourage folks uh, by letting them know there is a purpose mm. for this discipline. God is trying to build something in us that we do not naturally have. What is that? Yeah, he's trying to build godly character and mm. to yeah. make us more holy, mm-hmm. yes. to make us more like him. Yes. And and character is not something that just happens. No, you know, we just... don't just go to church and kind of absorb character. <laughs> yeah, we want to nope. go to the doctor and get a character pill. Or That's something. right. <laughs> if I take this pill once a day, will I have good character? No, it's, no. It's a long process of, of God's discipline. God could zap us. He is capable of, of speaking one word and changing a situation. He could do that. But typically the Lord allows us to have our own wilderness experiences like the Israelites mm-hmm. to test us, to try us. He knows what he's doing. His yes. method of doing things is the best method. Being disciplined by the Lord, we may have mentioned it already, but being disciplined by the Lord is painful. We need to say that. It doesn't feel good. And we live yeah. in a culture and a society. We like to feel good. We like to feel good about our relationship with God and where mm-hmm. we are spiritually. We like to feel good about all sorts of things. But I just want to say, um, as you embrace God's dealings, you just cannot trust how you feel. Yeah, right? Because I never feel great when God's dealing with me. But yeah. I'm learning 
God, you're up to something good. I'm your son. You love me. Just give me the grace to, to go through this trial and your dealings. And I'm believing you to increase in my life where you see, see there needs to be increase. And where we don't feel that, we step out in faith. That's right. what faith is all about, That's right? right. Exactly. <laughs> As he teaches us uh, that what you've said is true. Brad Burgess, thanks so much for talking to us about Discipline for Holiness. Thanks for having me, Mike. People run from pain. Ever noticed that? One of the reasons we have so many people addicted to sinful substances and past times is because they're trying to escape stress, struggle, and pain. Yet the Bible clearly teaches that God intends to use trial, struggle, pain, and discipline to mature us in our faith. In this talk, Steve Gallagher reflects on his 40-year walk with the Lord to testify that his most valuable times of spiritual growth have come as the result of God's loving discipline. If ever I loved Jesus, it is now, more than ever. I want to read a couple of verses out of 1 John 3. I'm just going to start. The NES says, begins with the word see, but really the King James has got it on this one. Behold. You know, because this word in the Greek means to look upon something, you know, with an intensity, with a real interest, with a hunger, with a desire, with, with it's something that you, not something you're just taking a passing glance at. It's something that rivets your attention. It's something, you know, like, <laughs> I hate to put it in carnal terms, but, I, you know, I think about football fans, and they're watching a, a football game, and their team's playing, and it's the fourth quarter, and, man, they are just totally fixated. Wouldn't it be nice if that's what our hearts were like towards God? So behold this great love. The Father has bestowed on us that we would be called children of God. And, you know, it's also in Hebrews 12, talks about the Father's discipline and so on. And I don't know, just as some of the songs that we've been singing... It, what comes to me is all the loss, all the loss that I have suffered over the years uh, of ministry especially, all the loss, and I know that sounds really self-serving and self-pitying, but that's not what I'm saying at all. It just sounds that way. Um, Really what I'm saying is God's fatherly love and how he has just so masterfully uh, dealt with me and helped me along the way. He knows that the best thing that could happen to me is to put my flesh to death, you know, 
Whatever that means, whatever suffering or humiliation or just total disappointment or whatever, you know, all the negative things you can imagine, just having everything stripped away from you, being thrown in prison and, and cancer, you know, whatever. But he knows that very few of us can handle that level or even really need that level of uh, suffering and hardship and affliction. So he tempers his dealings with us. And that's my testimony is over all the years of, I think of what I was like when I went into ministry, how self-centered I was and how um, prideful I was. And I look back over all the years, it wasn't success, you know, any accomplishments or any success that I may have had that made me into a better man or humbled me or made me less selfish or whatever. It wasn't those things. It was God's loving discipline. And yet he always tempered it. He always tempered it. I, I can remember times. Now, this may not seem like much to you, but it meant something to me. I remember times when someone would say something to me, something hateful, and he, I don't know how to say it, but he made me not hear it. It's like the person's voice just went dead, you know, the the volume dropped down for an instant, and I, you know, and the conversation kept going or whatever, and I just totally missed it. And I'd find out later what he'd say, and then I'd get ticked, you know. (laughs) But how many times and in how many ways God shielded me, you know, and all the different things that we've been through, I just see his, his hand of love on my life, just how he would, he would let it go right to a point and never beyond, never, not one inch beyond what I could handle, ever. You know, men, God is taking you somewhere if you want to be taken. It remains to be seen if you want to be taken. But those who want to go with God, He's taking you into Himself. He's taking you into Himself. And when you look back, and see, I can look back now over 30 years of God dealing with me, 40 years, really. I can look back over my years and how God has dealt with me in my life. And now I can see, you know, I can see so clearly all the good that he was doing through it all, through it all, everything. There isn't one thing. Not one single thing over 40 years that I could point the finger at God and say, you were unfair. Not one. Not one single thing could I say, you pushed too hard. You demanded too much. Nothing. Not once. That's testimony. That's not a sermon. That is a man standing before you who came out of the same cesspool that you crawled out of who's speaking to you years later and saying as a word of testimony as a witness to this God that he's never asked anything of me that I couldn't handle 
and I look back on it and I see it dripping with love and mercy. Dripping with love and mercy. Every time he humbled me or broke me down or hurt me or you know allowed me to get hurt in some way. Every single time. He helped me through it. He helped me to learn my lessons. He helped it to do its work inside me to make me a little bit more like Jesus. And then he washed it away, the sting of it. And and on I went, just a little bit more ready for the kingdom of God that he's taking me into. Do you want to go there? Do you have the courage and the desire to go through what's required? Time will tell if you're hungry for that or not, if you're sincere in that hunger. He goes on to say here, and I'll just wrap it up here in verse 3. Everyone who has this hope fixed on him purifies himself just as he is pure. You know, there's the side to it that is our responsibility. God will do his part. He's faithful to do his part. But we have our part to do too. We have to cooperate. We have to, instead of like a spoiled brat kicking and screaming, you know, throwing a temper tantrum in the Walmart toy department because we're not getting what we want, instead of reacting that way, we start learning to humble ourselves before him and saying, God, I don't understand why I have to go through this, but I'm learning to trust you. And I'm learning to believe that you truly are a very merciful, very merciful God, a loving Father. You need to know that and you need to let that get into your deep inside you. And never let go of it. Lord, I just... All I can do is thank you. It's all I know to do. I can hardly get up here anymore without crying because I'm so grateful, God. I know. I know what I am, God. I know what you took me out of. It's so real to me, Lord, what I was in 30 years ago. Now you rescued me. And even in my worst days, you were protecting me and keeping me. My worst rebellion, the blackest evil that I threw myself into, not just dabbled in, I threw myself fearlessly into it. How, Lord, how could you love me? How? I can't even comprehend it, Lord. And I'm supposed to complain because you've been too hard on me at times. All I've seen is a loving father. A father who has cared for me like my earthly father didn't. 
but you have taught me a father's love, what that really looks like, Lord. And I thank you. I thank you for the discipline, God. I thank you because I needed it. I so greatly needed it. And I thank you that you are always so conscientious of my feelings and what I could handle, Lord. You were always so conscientious, so considerate, so kind to temper it. Thank you, Lord. I do want to spend the rest of my life and the rest of eternity beholding this great love. I want to go back to the scripture in Hebrews 12 that I quoted at the opening of this show. Here we learn the purpose of God's discipline. We're told that God disciplines every one of his children to demonstrate his love. That his discipline is proof of his fatherly affection. Here we are encouraged to submit to his correction because he disciplines us for our own good that we might share in his holiness. And again, the discipline of the Lord produces the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. That's our show for today. We'll see you next time. Purity for Life is a production of Pure Life Ministries. For over 30 years, Pure Life Ministries has been the go-to for those whose lives have been devastated by sexual sin. Visit us on the web for more information about our life-changing counseling programs and powerful teaching materials. Also check out our video clips of men and women whose lives have been radically transformed. All that and more at purelifeministries.org.